On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks lose again when they have a talent advantage without Luka against the Pelicans team that sat a bunch of guys. What happened? Why did it happen? And will it happen again? We'll talk about that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Maps your first listen today. The best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five-star review, like the video, comment anything below. Let me know in the comment section. Give me one reason the Mavs lost this game to the Pelicans. Just one. Give me one. Don't go on a whole thing. Don't don't leave me like a, a chapter long rant. Just give me one thing. What? Let me know in the comment section. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Every mo- make every mo- moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. You place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. And joining me, as always, after games like these, the post-game prodigy, what you got for me? Slightly biased. <sighs> I'm just going to be mute the rest of the podcast. I'm just not even going to talk. There's a, there's a point there's a point where you feel frustration about something or anxiety about something. Or as a human, you get to a point where you just – it's so bad that you just laugh through it. Have you ever hit a point like that? Where it's no, just like wasn't, you, there wasn't a lot of laughing. All there you can just do is just like, you know, it's just, you know what? This is hilarious how bad this is. And this oh, is that's what way, that loss you, was. You have the fun graphics up, in case you didn't know. Oh, it was not fun. No, I did yeah. not. I did not it's not fun. The, yeah. Mavs, the Mavs did not win. Another letdown game for the for the Dallas Mavericks. They lose to the Pelicans, who didn't have Zion, Ingram, CJ McCollum, or Trey Murphy. Like literally four starters out for the Mavericks. Now, the Mavericks were without Luca, Lively, and Exum. That's three starters, but they still had Kyrie. There's no reason for you to lose a game like this when you have Kyrie Irving. And whoever else is on the Mavericks, really, like you've got to come away with a win. And so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what went wrong in the game, why they keep losing games like this, because this is multiple times now this season the Mavs have, have lost a game like this. I was talking to uh, Tovash, who's a, a, you know known on Mavs Twitter and then he's on some shows, and he was like, this game feels like last year. I was like, yeah, it really does. Like it had the vibes from the end of last season when the Mavs would just lose these games all the time in a bunch of different ways, but they just didn't look like they had it. Looked like their defense was just helpless at times because they were so all over the place. I mean, if you're if you're gonna try and point, pinpoint one thing, like one reason the Mavs lost a game like this, what would you what would you pinpoint? I would say the small ball fiasco would Absolutely. have to be. That was awful. I mean, because what's crazy is is like you look at the box score and Valanciunas really didn't torch you. I mean, 14 points and 12 rebounds, but that's just like. You know, that's a, a big with a size advantage. That's that's what you expect to see. But it was the constantly sending double teams, which led to other guys being wide open for three because the rotations were so terrible, which really Valanciunas, was what hurt the team. Valanciunas was a minus four. That means the Mavs outscored the Pelicans by four points when he was out there. It wasn't that the Mavericks got destroyed by a big with their small ball lineup, but I agree with you that the small ball lineup was bad. It's that the Mavs – rotations in that small ball lineup were so all over the place. They're just leaving guys wide open. I mean, look at that third quarter and just watch Jordan Hawkins just get open three after open three. 
guys just get wide open shots. Najee Marshall, how many threes did he hit? Felt like he had yeah. a couple, like two of four in this game. I mean, it just felt like everybody, Jose Alvarado, felt like everybody was getting threes. And then the Mavs offense, I mean, Kyrie scored, thir- what, 33? I feel like I feel like it was a bad 33 game from, from him, uh, which is weird to say. But it was one of those where the Mavs offense just couldn't keep up and their yeah. defense was just sucking wind. Like, you just couldn't get enough stops because they were giving up so many wide-open shots. And it was a lot because of that small ball unit. I mean, look at Grant Williams' minutes. Minus 16. He only played 14 minutes. To me, that represents most of the small ball units. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, the small ball units where Maxi was a small ball five is what actually is what made this team really interesting two years ago when they were uh, good defensively, Dorian and Maxi being like the small ball guys. And Maxi was actually pretty good in his minutes, so that was pretty encouraging to he see. Was. Welcome back. Yeah. But, Welcome uh, back, nine-toed Maxi. The, yeah, the rotations defensively, I mean, uh, I forgot what the stat was. Somebody brought it up. I don't have it in front of me. That's why you come here for. We're just talking and not giving you accurate numbers, just saying things. The Mavericks are one of the worst defenses in the league against cuts. Um, and, it, you know, it's actually yeah. a curse for the Mavs when they go up against teams like this where, all right, all of your ball handlers are out. Literally, your three main ball handlers are, are, are out for the Pelicans. And now you got to move the ball around, right? you got to get creative offensively. you got to, you know, run plays, run actions, run sets. you got to do all these different things. That actually is bad for the Mavericks because that means, oh, we got to actually move around defensively and switch, and we got to be crisp in our rotations and communicate and talk. Well, that, that means we're just going to leave guys wide open for three. And that's exactly what happened tonight. And it's just <laughs> – very fresh. It's not the worst. I don't think it's the worst Mavs loss of the se- as a se- of the season. I think that the Cavs one probably just pound for pound is the worst one, the most inexcusable one. Although they've been playing really that, well that, lately. That loss, that last Memphis one was pretty bad too. The Grizzlies one was really bad as well. Uh, this one, you know, the effort I thought was better. They just weren't making shots, especially early on in the game. But man, I, this is the most frustrated I felt after a loss. If that makes sense. It definitely does make sense because you're coming off of such a good win against the Knicks without, you know, without Luka even. And a, a win that you kind of stole, it felt like. But, yeah, the, the same things that went well in that game did not go well, did not go well in this one. And yeah. their defense was just all over the place. They allowed so many. They, got, they fouled a ton too. What did they finish? Pelicans finished with a 33.3% foul rate, which is uh, – that stat is the amount of free throws that you make per 100 field goal attempts. And that's a yep. huge number. It's 94th percentile. So they were taking a ton more free throws than than, they, than a team normally would have taken. If I mean, they took 37. <laughs> it's like, that's an insane amount. Mavs were fouling yeah. way too much. The Mavs' defense was all over the place. Their rotations were late. They, their rotations panic. It felt like their rotations were panicky, which is weird. It's To your point about the Pelicans not having their real ball handler, or they had Jose Alvarado, but not having like their main ball handler guys. The Mavs like didn't know who to follow. You know, it's like we, we yeah. don't know the rhythm of this offense, and so instead they just panicked. And whenever they would send two to like Valanciunas or send two to, you know, somebody else with the ball, they would like or send help to somebody else to help. It would like they would send two on accident almost because two guys panicked and didn't communicate who was who was going over to send help or not. And then it just all of a sudden you're behind the play. They pass, 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 and then they hit a shot. It just. They were all over the place. It didn't feel like they were prepared for this team at all. The Pelicans also, second night of a back-to-back, I think they, they just flew in like – I saw one Pelicans reporter, they said they got in at like 4 a.m. I don't know if that was the whole team or just them, but like they didn't have yeah. a lot to prepare. They were in Denver the night before. Again, didn't have four of their starters. It just is an inexcusable loss for the Mavericks. And to me, all these things we're saying and pointing out, we can blame players. It's on coaching, man. Like these losses, the fact that we can count – 
the amount of losses that we start looking at and go, all right, they probably shouldn't have lost that game. Okay, they probably shouldn't have lost that game. Okay, they probably shouldn't have lost that game. Yeah. To me, it's on coaching. And I, I haven't been very critical of Jason Kidd this season. I think he's done the right thing for the most part. Um, in a lot of cases, there's you know the big complaint about Jason Kidd right now, I feel like, is not playing Rashawn Holmes. And I, I'm not on board with that. I don't think that would change the season right now. But I thought that the small ball thing was a mistake. I thought that this team came out and didn't look ready, which we keep – we keep bringing up like who motivates this team, who steps up, and if it, if the coaching staff is like, or the, at least Jason Kidd, doesn't believe that he can like pump them up any like at all, right? Like I know you you like the point that if the coach has to do that, then you know aren't, aren't you screwed if your if your coach has to like pump you? But if he can't yeah. do it ever for like any yeah. game like this, then I mean you're 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 missing like a pitch, right? You're you're a pitcher with only like two pitches. Yeah, no, I. I... But for me, it's like the Grizzlies one was organizationally what's going on here because you came out so sluggish out of the gates. Like, how do we keep yeah. allowing that? This one, you were just missing shots in the first quarter of the game. I thought you were getting decent yeah. looks. Yeah. You just weren't hitting them. And there was some they were stuff getting killed by back really cuts. Bad. Yeah, they were getting killed by back cuts. But and, and that's another thing, coaching too, is it's like, okay, we've seen you be good defenses at times. Like, what, what's, what's the deal? Like, do we not communicate on defense at all? Is there is it just like a hey guys run, whatever you think might work just do it and don't tell don't tell you know don't tell your teammates don't don't let them know a cut's happening don't tell them you're switching don't just don't communicate just we're gonna we're gonna tell we're gonna grow so tight as a unit over time I'm not gonna call any timeouts so you guys are gonna have all the time in the world to gel <laughs> and figure it out oh, don't bring up timeouts now <laughs> we're just going to <laughs> we're just going to know it's just gonna be on a string we're gonna be like the all time great defenses except that's just not who they are at all. I, I'll give them. I'll give them one thing. They've had to throw a bunch of different lineups out there because yes, that, of injuries. That, that definitely and all that. affects like, things. Like they haven't had a lot of cohesion in some of these. And Kid is still trying stuff, still experimenting. Those small ball units tonight. I, I don't think I've played very very often because the small ball units usually play with Luca. But you know, so we'll give them, we'll give them that right. Like I'll give you a little pass for that. But it's inexcusable to not communicate like that and to not tell somebody that. I'm, I got this, or you're going here, like all, all that stuff. But coming up, let's talk about what else went wrong in this game. Let's talk about what the Mavs can learn from, how they can move on from this. Will this will a loss like this happen again? We'll talk about that and more coming up. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has all kinds of odds and lines. Go check it out. And right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets when you place a $5 bet. Go check it out. They have all kinds of things. The uh, Parlay Hub is great if you want to try a bunch of different things, but you don't want to build your own parlay. Uh, the Cowboys right now are seven-point favorites against the Packers. Slightly feeling okay about that with your your Cowboys seven-point favorite? They can't hurt me anymore. The Mavericks <laughs> can hurt me. The Cowboys cannot hurt me anymore. It was seven and a half. It's it's back down. To, it's back to seven now. Um, oh, so you can get you can get in on the you can get in on the Cowboys stuff. There's all kinds of different things. Again, there's tons of parlays and stuff like that. Again, check it out. Fanduel.com. And if you go to Fanduel.com/slash locked on. Place a $5 bet. You get 150 bucks in bonus bets. Go check it out. We them boys. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. Appreciate each and every one of you. All right, Slightly, let's get into the rest of this game. The Mavs lose to the quote-unquote Pelicans, 118 to 108. Mavs offense just didn't have enough, weren't hitting shots in the first quarter, but their defense, I thought, only in the second quarter did their defense really even – show up at all the third quarter was brutal how did how did Jordan Hawkins go off for 14 points in a game like this six of six in the third quarter I mean how did he go off in this one 
to his credit, he he did hit some pretty tough shots. So you do have to tip your cap yeah. to him there. But you let a guy like him who he came into the league as a shooter. I mean, that's what he does. You let a guy like him see a couple of easy threes go down because you're doubling one pass away off of him, and then you know the help defender doesn't either doesn't know that you're doubling or is just way too late to get out. You see him, you see a, a guy like that let, seeing a couple of threes go down just opens up the entire game for him. And he was coming off of screens, curling, you know, uh, elbow jumpers with I thought pretty decent contests, but again. He just yeah. got hot and just couldn't miss. So you do have to tip your cap to him. But even you know in the fourth quarter, you're trying to make a comeback. Was there, I think, two possessions where you're helping off one pass away from Valanciunas? And the one pass away is uh, yeah. uh, Hawkins, and the help doesn't come at all. And he makes one and misses one. He got really lucky on the, on the miss. But th- those are just the puzzling decisions where it's like, why are we even doubling? If we're going to let our scorching hot three-point shooter shoot open threes, I'd rather just, Valanciunas, you hit me with a hook shot, okay. Like, all right, we're going down the other way. You know, I, I don't know. That's why I'm saying the small ball stuff tonight was just, it didn't work once. <laughs> Every minute of it was a fiasco. No, and they, and they, well, the the thing about the small ball stuff is like, we, I was, we were criticizing Kid about using it too much earlier, but no, no Derek Lively, so that hurts you a lot. They don't want to use Rashawn Holmes, apparently. Not right, even in a right. game like the, this. Who, I where, know, that's what I'm, that's what I'm wondering. Is something, is there just like a, Behind the scenes, sort of wink, wink, no judge. Hey, you're not playing games. Because this feels like a game that would have kind of made some sense. To me, to me, it would, too. He can play against Larry Nance. I think he could try against Valanciunas. He wouldn't be a good matchup against Valanciunas, but maybe better than what Grant did. <laughs> Grant yeah. was fighting, for sure. Grant was fouling all over the place, too. <laughs> uh, they, weren't, they, weren't calling, they weren't calling any kind of fouls against Valanciunas. He had a clear travel, too, in the, <laughs> like it was in the fourth Oh, quarter. the carry? <laughs> The, 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 no, there was a post-up one where he just shuffled on both oh. of his feet. Turned and then he had an egregious carry, too. There was one where he, he oh. carried it like this, like three times. Commi- then on the other end, pushed off. He committed like 15 different infractions in one possession. But if they're not going to use Rashawn Holmes, then it's just Dwight. And then Maxi is back. But Maxi was only going to play 10 to, you know, 10 or so minutes. And then they played Dwight and Maxi together. So you literally have no yeah. other big lineup combination options. Uh, by by design of this roster. And so some of that is not fully Jason Kidd's fault because of the limitations, but not using Rashawn Holmes at all. I, I don't really understand. He he doesn't give you a ton of size. I'll say that, right? Like he is yeah. as big as a wing. He's like 6'9". Maybe, you know, he's listed at 6'8 some places. So he's not giving you a ton of size, but at least he plays like a center, has a wingspan of a center and all that so yeah I, I don't know they, they're just limited and then they tried the Dwight Maxey thing and if they could have played Maxey a little bit more they played him 11 minutes which is right in that pocket of what they said if they could have played him more that would have been more effective but I don't know man you, st- you still got Kyrie Irving you still should win a game yeah. like this yeah just a just a frustrating game all the way around and I, and I do get it they've, they've signaled the entire season we're going small like we're not doing the Rashawn Holmes backup five minutes those aren't happening uh, there's only one matchup we like it, and that is the Lakers. So that's the only time they really yeah. deployed it at all. And it's just been small ball outside of that. And um, Maxi coming back will help a lot for that because he's kind of perfect for that. And he legitimately was, again, good in his minutes. I liked his, uh, I liked his energy defensively. I thought it was legit good. And maybe, you know, maybe he's not on a minute restriction. Maybe this game looks way different. Who knows? But uh, I don't know, man. I'm just... 
You know, you have to give. Here's the thing: where I'm not like on the like I'm not necessarily on the fire kid train like everyone else is because you do have to give some credit to a coach when they've dealt with this many injuries and you're sitting six games above 500. I mean that that's like a legit, pretty impressive feat. And I think I think he's made do with what he's had available to him for most of the season. But it is games like tonight where it's like, why do we have to be so committed to small ball? Would be my question. Is it's like if it's this bad, can we not? Can we not just trot Holmes out there for a few minutes? And it, to me, it wasn't even just small ball itself. It's that the small ball included, like, Hardy and Hardaway playing together. Yeah. And you're just, like, yeah. defensively, you're just going to get killed when that happens because Hardy is, you know, young, still learning, and was not prone to be a good defender anyway. Hardaway gets destroyed on back cuts and things that we're talking about and all that. And unless he's taking a charge, <laughs> good things are not necessarily happening with him yeah. on defense. And so if that's going to be the case, then you're like then you're ham- hamstrung, hamstrung a little bit more than you would be if you were just playing small ball. Anyway, small ball is supposed to be you've got several good wing defenders that can switch and that you feel comfortable like do like a bunch of switches on. The Mavs didn't have that kind of a lineup. They were just throwing out small like guards. You're like okay, well, <laughs> yeah. it just uh, just doesn't. Yeah, work. they're taking it literal. <laughs> All right, we're going <laughs> the smallest the smallest five we can get out there. Small it felt ball. like Rick. Car- when Rick Carlisle used to do the three small guards and like a center and you know big wing lineup, <laughs> but also and then they forgot they forgot the center. Part of like the benefit of going small, especially against a guy like Valanciunas, is you're really going to go after him defensively. Like you're going to get him out in actions and get him moving around and really take advantage of him there. And it didn't really feel like they did that either. Like I feel like too often Valanciunas was able to just sit either on the block or in the paint, just you know as a rim protector. Like you didn't. It feel like it feels like you didn't get him out and in you know uh in actions too much and the moments where the Mavs were really good offensively was when Dwight had the ball and I'm saying this unironically this is not a joke or a bit when Dwight Powell had the ball (laughs) at the top of the key and they were running actions off of that like that was the best (laughs) offense they had all night Dwight had Uh, eight assists those two back cuts were pretty good they missed the missed the one but the, the other one was a really good feeling one it's one where Dwight Throws the pass and he, he turns around. And he does like the Tiger Woods fist bump, fist pump <laughs> on the way back down. You're like, yeah, you're like feeling good about him. Back to Maxi. You mentioned Maxi before, and I didn't, I didn't share what I thought about him. Uh, his, he played 11 minutes. He had that one drive to the rim that I thought was was really good. That's something that if Maxi can do that, and and teams like respect his three point shot, then that adds another dimension to the Mavs offense. His defense looked pretty good. He was flying around. He was, you know, he was like. Be, Doing the verticality thing, I thought that he he had some good impact. He had that one steal, uh, a couple of rebounds, an offensive rebound too. That th- I thought he looked good, and you're like, all right, if you get that kind of a maxi, then it really it really helps you where Grant Williams has not stepped up where you would hope, right? Grant Williams hasn't yeah. stepped up into that role, and if Maxi can come in and then do that, then that's then that's ideal <laughs> for sure. And it yeah, helps give you more size because he can play with Dwight. Right, the other three Mav centers can't. You can't play them together, but you can play Maxi with with any of the other three, really. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Maxi, this this effort level defensively, he's gonna have to hit threes because teams have to respect it, like you said. But uh, yeah. if if we get this effort level defensively from Maxi, it does change things. It's like a trade deadline act. Like they might not, they won't have to go out and get Siakam. No, 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 no. I'm not letting you say it. I'm not letting you say it. No, it'll just, it'll just be like they added a guy at the trade deadline. I'm not letting you say it. Disagree. What? Not a trade de- It's not like adding somebody at the trade deadline. You get Maxi at the trade deadline. Omax called up from the G League. Two trades. Two wow, trade wow. acquisitions right there. We traded for a, a reliable vet 
and a young a young piece at the trade deadline. Yep. That's what we wanted. <laughs> uh, Nico, how much is Nico paying you? <laughs> Free. I'm an unpaid Not intern. Enough. Eighty hours. We talked. <laughs> we talked about. We talked about how coaching, you know, struggled in this game or held the Mavericks back. It seems to happen in games when the Mavericks are like supposed to win against a bad team, and then they don't. The teams that are good, though, it seems like the Mavs do come out prepared, ready, all that, and it hasn't really hurt them that much. It seems more like there's been personnel issues that have hurt them against these bad teams. Do you think coaching will hold the Mavericks back going forward and like even into the playoffs is kind of what I'm alluding to? Man, it's really tough because – you look at the teams that they beat recently, the Knicks. Well, the Knicks aren't like a move the ball around a ton team. They play a lot of iso- isolation basketball with Brunson. And, and Not Randall. a great coach game either. Yeah, true. I mean, the final stretch there was disastrous. But they did pull out a, a win shorthanded. Uh, the Timberwolves, you know, they move the ball around a little bit. But you're going to get some Anthony Edwards, ISOs, and some cap moments. These teams, genuinely, these teams that fly around and move the ball and they don't have the guys to like break you down one-on-one off the dribble consistently, so they do have to move around. They kill the Mavericks every single time. Over the course of a series, teams are going to wise up on that. Teams are going to realize that. Like, hey, let's not do the – like, let's cut back on these uh, the isolation attempts and the black hole moments offensively and move around and fly around. And granted, that's a hard adjustment to make for teams that don't usually do it. But um, can we figure out a way to, to, to tighten up defensively against teams like these? That's on the coach. Teams have and to personnel. teams have to Oh sorry. Teams have no. to have that gear though to be able to go into that. Like the Mavericks themselves don't have that gear unless they just take Luka off and they play like how Kyrie and the, and Josh Green and them played against the Knicks the other night. Like maybe they can have that gear. Think about the teams they beat in the playoffs. Even the two years like the two the two years ago like conference finals run uh who I talked to I talked to a listener Matt tonight who was like my first season, like, watching the Mavericks and having season tickets was that conference finals run. I was like, dang. He said, and then the year after that was awful. It's <laughs> like, yeah. what a roller coaster you just took. But even think about those teams that they beat in that Western Conference finals run. Jazz, Suns, they don't have that – they didn't have that gear where they could just pass the ball around and spin it. Like, the Suns really wanted to get there, and they just still couldn't get there because they're just the mid-range jump shooting team that the Mavs could keep in front of them and then contain. And then they met the Warriors, and the Warriors only yeah. do the thing that the Mavericks struggle with, and they got destroyed by the Warriors in that. So it has been a feature and not a bug of the of Mavericks teams in the past to struggle with teams like this that, that pass the ball around and that, that share it and all that. And so it, it's definitely something to watch out for as these guys are like, I think I think they just broke the court. <laughs> oh. Uh, postpone the game on they're, Monday. Darn. They're taking the they're taking the basketball stanchion off, and the the ramp came out from under it, and uh, I think they broke the court. Do, the home they're teams check, get the checking jerseys, it. right? Home teams, which pick teams? The jerseys? The home teams. I don't know. You have to ask Mavs tracker. <laughs> X these jerseys out of the rotation, please. <laughs> the light blue just jerseys are just—they're really bad. I, they look terrible at the out. home court, and they always play horrible with them. Throw them out. Uh, any thoughts on anybody else we talked about? Uh, A.J. Lawson. I thought in a game like this, you need to play a guy like A.J. Lawson a little bit more. A guy that will give you hustle, give you fight. You've been you've been home for a while. You'd think that the team would have energy, but they are coming off of a big win, and they usually have a letdown game after that. We've seen it several times now this season. Yeah, Throw in a guy like A.J. Lawson. <sighs> <sighs> that's every other game. <laughs> 
it proves my point. It proves it my point that they get a letdown. Every, but I thought an AJ Law. I thought he looked good in some of the moments that he had. He had that and one uh, in transition, but and then he, kid just totally went away from him and only played him six minutes in the whole game and gave you know Derek Jones Jr. almost thirty minutes. Josh Green thirty two. Kyrie played forty in this yeah. game. Hardaway played thirty nine. Which you've got to have those two guys because or else you couldn't score at all. But right, man, it just it just felt like there, there's an opportunity to get him some more time. Yeah, I agree. I, I think AJ Lawson. I like. I like. I did like that adjustment from Kid actually, because the Knicks, what the Mavericks did, that got them out to such an early lead in that game, and what allowed them to win the game, even though they tried their hardest to lose it, was that they got out in transition <laughs> and ran, and yes. didn't let a really good defense get set. This is a Pelicans team that, even though they're shorthanded, they still have a bunch of really solid defenders on the court, and uh, the yeah. Mavericks just weren't getting out at all. Granted, they they weren't forcing any misses really um, in this game, so it's kind of hard to get out and run, but. Uh, yeah, A.J. Lawson is somebody who plays quick. And, yeah, his and one was – I think it was off of a miss where he just pushed the pace, went, and, and got was fouled transition. and finished. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like that adjustment. And I would like for him to get more minutes. It is kind of hard to figure out who he gets minutes with because I think Josh Green's been playing better lately. Um, you know, it was okay tonight, I thought. But you, you also needed – hard with the rotations and Luka out and Exum out, you do need Hardy's just ability to dribble the basketball. Yeah. Him – him not taking a step. Seeing seeing Jordan. Sorry, our connection's not that great. Seeing uh, seeing Jordan Hawkins go off in a game like this, you go, ah oh, man. Just wish Hardy had taken like one step forward this se- this off season. You know, and like yeah, you got it against the Blazers, and like he's he, and the, you got it a couple of times, but uh, still still has games like this. Yeah, he just he doesn't have that movement shooting ability that Jordan Hawkins has. I mean, that's Don't what he definitely. came into the league with, and uh, he, he's a flamethrower. I mean, he's was really good tonight. He does even he doesn't even like crack the rotation really, or he, he kind of struggles. His minutes are really spotty whenever the Pelicans are healthy, which is a sign of how deep they are. But also kind of strange. I I know a lot of Pelicans fans who wish he got a lot more minutes. But yeah, I would like to see Hardy just be a more of a knockdown shooter. He was two of four from three tonight. But you know, in games like these, it would be nice to see Hardy put up like seven or eight threes and hit him at like a consistent clip when you need offense. Give the Pelicans defenders credit. They, they were right up in their grill. I mean, Kyrie was having a hard time getting shots off. Like We saw some yeah. of the most creative like Kyrie shots, like jump shots, because he had to just find a way because Jose Alvarado was just blanketed all over him. I mean, give, give them credit for that. They came out even on a second night of a back-to-back. But let us know in the comment section what's one reason why the Mavericks lost this game. And, uh, yeah, we should be back tomorrow. Should talk more about this Mavs team. And then Monday – Mavs Pelicans MLK Day right in the middle of your right in the middle of your day you get some Mavs basketball and if I know anything about the Pelicans and I do they will lose this game by like thirty five points because that's all the Pelicans do too is they blow one team out and then they get blown out the very next game too. Well, fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) Be great to have a Cowboys win and then a Mavs win, but here we go. So let us know in the comment section what you think about this game, guys. Thanks for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.